Modern technology allows teachers to reach Christians all over the world, but in doing so, they might be leaving something very important behind. You're listening to Onward in the Faith with Ray Burns. Ray is dedicated to equipping Christians to understand why they believe what they believe so that they can keep moving onward in their faith toward maturity in Christ. If you'd like to support this ministry financially, visit patreon.com slash onwardinthefaith. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And make sure you visit onwardinthefaith.com where you can read hundreds of articles about every area of the Christian life. Now here's Ray with today's topic. As I was reading and listening to different people discuss the Ravi Zacharias scandal, I saw someone mention a real interesting point, and I'll admit I, I tried in preparation for my article in this episode to find the source of who said it, and for the life of me, I just can't. So if you know who it is, please reach out to me, and I would love to credit the original source of this in the notes. But what they said is that Ravi Zacharias had a ministry that reached the entire world. Thousands upon thousands of Christians were touched and blessed by the ministry and the and the work that he did throughout the later part of his life. But from what we can tell, he didn't seem to actually have a home church that he would go back to. And if he did, it does not appear that he served that body of believers, nor was he under the authority of the pastor of that church. Now... This may be one of those so what points, right? Like, who cares? He went around the world. He was serving God. Why does it matter if he had a local church? Well, what seems insignificant actually has some really big implications that may help us understand not just how Ravi Zacharias may have fallen into sin, but how we ourselves should be thinking about the church. So in this advanced age, We have things like travel and technology that allow us to reach people all around the world almost in an instant. Whatever someone says or whatever they create can be accessed at any time for years and years to come. And as a society, we've grown so accustomed to it that we assume that just because we can reach the world, that means that we should reach the world. In other words, if our reach can spread as far as possible, then we should seek for our reach to spread as far as possible. That should be our focus. It's always about growth. It's always about outreach. It's always about numbers. And while this incredible access to technology and this constant ability to find truth at our fingertips is a huge blessing in our lives, and we certainly don't want to just say, oh, technology is evil, and especially when we think about it in terms of the gospel, because people all around the world can be given truth from someone in a completely different part of the world. But it's very possible and it's very easy for us to get so focused on the width of our reach that we forget about God's primary calling for believers. And so in this episode, I want us just to really think about what we read in Hebrews 10, verses 24 and 25. It says, And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So again, maybe you're hearing this and thinking, oh, well, these teachers that travel the world speaking and teaching, they're doing just that. They're, si- they're stimulating people to love and good deeds. They are bringing truth to people. 
And yes, absolutely they are. But if you actually, you know, pause this episode and check out this passage of God's word and look at the relationship that it is calling us to. It's not calling for a person to go and just have a one-sided relationship where they just pour out truth and knowledge and they are purely responsible for stirring someone up to love and good deeds. It says to do it to one another. In other words, we are called to have a back and forth relationship with followers of Jesus Christ. We are called to serve our brothers and sisters by stirring them up, by pointing them towards Christ, by encouraging them towards holiness and purity and loving righteousness and hating sin. And in response, they likewise are called to do the exact same for us. And if we love our brothers and sisters, we are going to encourage them to serve God by allowing them to serve us. And now in saying that, that probably offended two or three groups of people because I know when I realized this truth, I was very focused on, oh, I need to serve. I need to love others. But no, no, I don't need your help. No, no, I don't, I don't need you to speak truth into my life. Just let me serve you. Let me love you. And I realized that when I was doing that, I was not letting others serve God by being a blessing and an encouragement and a challenge to me. And if I was to go even farther back in my life, I would be on the complete opposite end because I had a time in my life for years where I was just offended and angry because Christians weren't reaching out to me. They weren't trying to serve and love me. And I had this entitlement of how dare God's people be so unchristian as to not serve me. But I had no interest in serving them. I had no interest in growing in knowledge so that I could stir others up. I had no desire to sacrifice myself for the good of somebody else. I just was very consumer-minded and saying, well, why aren't they serving me? Why aren't they giving me what I need? But as followers of Christ, we are called to a relationship. We are called to a community because that is how God has created us. God has created us to exist as a group, as a family of believers locally. You know, yes, we have what is called the invisible or the universal church of Christ, which is every believer from all time, past, present, and future. But we also have a local body of believers. And that is what we are seeing in this Hebrews 10 passage is God is calling us to love and serve others and be loved and served by others. And so when we think about the demands that we put on teachers, the bigger their name gets, the more we expect them to travel the world, to write more books, to create more content. We want them to serve us. We, we want to keep consuming everything that they're creating. And again, God can use that in our lives massively. But I suspect that it's very easy for them, just as we've seen with Ravi Zacharias, for them to become so consumed with traveling the world, with creating, with speaking to others, that they completely lose sight of where their primary service is. And that is to their local body of followers of Jesus Christ. And so is it wrong to create content that people you will never meet consume? I really hope not, because that's what my blog and podcast do, right? If, if you're hearing this, there's a chance you don't know me. But I really hope that a lot of people who are listening to this actually do know me 
because while, of course, I create content and put it out there for whoever is on the internet to find, I want my local church, the people who know me, to be blessed and encouraged by it. And in, in a way, this is my way of serving the church by calling them to basically keep moving onward in their faith, to keep growing in maturity, to you know, helping them see different truths in God's word. And conversely, it's important for me to be connected to them in whatever way our current pandemic situation allows and let them serve me, you know, whether that's me being, you know, open with them about things I need prayer on, whether that's requesting help, whether that's just having good Christian fellowship that has nothing to do with calling out sin, but is instead just me talking to someone else who is a former enemy of God, but redeemed by the blood of Christ. You know, we are called in any number of ways to love and serve one another and in response to be loved and served in return. And so as we're looking at what happened with Ravi Zacharias and perhaps even, you know, others who, you know, whether we know them personally or whether it's someone kind of out there in more popular culture, when we look at, you know, how did these Christians fall away? What is it about them that had them start with a love for God and a love for his word and a love for truth, but then they fell away. I would suspect, just like with my last episode about them wanting to only surround themselves with people who tell them yes to their sin, I suspect that if we are losing sight of our primary calling, which is our local body of believers, even if they're not glamorous, even if they're not exciting, if we lose sight of what our primary purpose is in fellowship with local believers, then in the end, it doesn't matter how famous we are, how much money we make from books or people supporting us. If we are not loving and serving the people that God has placed us with to work shoulder to shoulder as we are all growing in holiness and in knowledge and in truth, then nothing else is going to matter because nothing else is going to keep us connected to that very core demand that we have, which is that we need other believers in our lives. And so, you know, with famous pastors and teachers, a lot of times if they're always traveling, they don't have a regular group of believers they're meeting with. They have paid staff instead. And it's very easy when you have someone's paycheck in your hand for them not to really challenge you, not to go against what you're saying because they don't want to suddenly find themselves fired while you're touring in, you know, Europe or something. And likewise, if you're always out, if you're not regularly connected and plugged into a body of believers, then suddenly you find yourself not under the authority of a pastor, because how could you be? He's not there able to shepherd your soul. He's not there to take responsibility for you because you're not there. You're, you're out of the pasture, if you will. And instead of, of answering to the authority that God has placed you under, you find yourself answering to your public relations person who is making sure that, you know, you're getting seen, you're getting the right spotlight, that, you know, you're not, you know, posting the wrong things on social media and, and things like that. And so, you know, as we elevate these people, again, part of the celebrity culture is that we are inadvertently and accidentally encouraging them to reject the calling and the responsibility they have to their local church and are instead just asking them to have a one-sided relationship where they may stir us up to love, they may stir us up to good works, but we can't serve them in return. We can't invest in their lives. We can't hold them accountable for their sin or encourage them in their growth. And so as we think of 
you know, Christian celebrities, that's one thing to keep in mind. But, you know, a big takeaway that I want this episode to hold is just how important our local church is and how, you know, with especially how this past year has gone, a lot of people find themselves very distanced from a body of believers. You know, even with the access we have to communications with technology and things like that, a lot of people just find themselves drifting away from the truth and drifting away from the church. And a lot of that, I suspect, is because we just don't understand how critical the role of the church is in our lives. We either have a consumer mindset where we just expect the church to serve us and we get offended when people don't reach out or the pastor isn't talking to us like he should or whatever, or we are so focused on serving others that we ultimately will burn out or we don't know what to do with ourselves when we find ourselves unable to serve like we used to. So as I wrap this episode up, I just want us all to remember the call that we have by God to serve those that he has placed us with. Because this calling isn't just on people who have a ministry. It's not just on pastors to stir us up to love and good works. This call is on all believers. We can't obey God's call to serve the body if we aren't part of a body. Our local church, even with all its imperfections and all those wretched sinful people that sit there every Sunday, that local church is key. It is critical to our lives, our spiritual health, and our service to God. Thank you for listening to this episode of Onward in the Faith. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash onward in the faith. If this episode has been an encouragement or a challenge to you, I hope you will consider sharing it with others. Now, keep moving onward in your faith toward maturity in Christ.